Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC, and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network. Hello and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vervik. And who are you, sir, on the other end of the line? Uh, I am Sean, in your face, Holly. In your face, which I don't say enough now. How are I, you, Vic? I was just about to say, we had a little complaint from one of our listeners a little while ago saying, not enough in your face is going on, which is true. Yeah. So when I beat you again, if mm. I ever beat you again on a game, I'll give you a, in your face... But a heavy metal in your face. Yeah, a, a death rat in your face. But I haven't in your face for a while, actually. Right. <sighs> it's all these flipping listeners who are good at games. They keep beating us, and you always beat me, swine. Now, you beat me recently on some of that. What was it? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I was looking through some of the games of the night, actually, seeing what games we're doing for our, for our new little feature. And um, I realised I'm beating you for, for like 30 games or something. Something silly like that. Oh, God. Oh, oh well. Well, stuff we've been up to lately, uh, we did catch people out with that old chestnut, we're only doing 100 podcasts and then we're calling it a day. Ho, ho, ho. April Fool, April Fool. It was a few days before April Fool's, <laughs> so we had to do it, but Ross Ross saw through our crap deception. So April Fool to all yes. the other suckers who believed us. We will go on forever. You've heard it here first. Yes, yes I am going to retire on my 65th birthday. And that will be podcast number, let me work it out, 1,978,412, or it might be a bit less than that. But it'll be great, Vic. We'll go on as long as people keep listening, all, all three of them. Yes. I think there's at least four, because Benson Rad's number four. Hold on a minute. Oh, of course. Yeah. You, me, and Alex are one, two, and three. Oh. Never oh. mind. <laughs> so, what, what, oh, well, stuff I've been doing lately. You know what? The past two weeks have flown by. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I just can't believe what's gone on with it. Um, I haven't really got to much. I've been messing around with the pie. Did somebody say pie? The arcade arcade pie that's going to be have Frogger in it, and it's going to go in a little Frogger machine I'm making. And it, it's damn hard getting stuff to work on that little thing. So I had to send mm. off to an expert, and he's done it for me. Yay! Shout out to him later on. Ooh. So yeah, I've been messing around with that stuff. Not really been in the arcade. I I only got to play our featured game for a few hours one night because I've been so busy doing basically work and home stuff and stuff in the stupid garden. I hate gardening. Oh, oh. God. It's so painful. We've got this massive great garden. We do nothing with it, and it constantly needs supervising. Idiot. It's massive, and it's like a... Is it like... How, how long is it in feet? It's, it's like thin and long, isn't it? Yeah, 100 feet long. God, it's it's about. I think we measured it when we got some tarpaulins. We got rid of all the the trees and bits of earth and grass that was on there. It wasn't very neat, and we got it just completely flattened. And we put some tarpaulins over it. And I think it's six meters by eighteen meters. That's just the bit we covered. Then there's a little patio. Then a little bit of grass at the front. A little bit of grass mm. is no problem. I don't mind mowing that now. But there's all the other stuff as well. Oh, it ruined my day off last week. Oof. I had a Monday off. I thought, right, I'll do some tip stuff in the morning. Cut the grass out the front and the bark, 
the bark at the back. And then I'll get on to do some arcade stuff. I was going to do some stuff for the Dig Dug, which I keep meaning to get to. And then go and play some games and, and you know, sort of get on to stuff. Never happened. I didn't finish till about three o'clock in the afternoon. And then wife came back, so I had to hang around with her and do stuff with her, which was still nice. God, <sighs> such a pain, though. Real pain, the bottom. So, yeah, not been up to much, really. Yeah, I've not really. I've What have I been doing? I missed Arcade. We recorded this previous Sunday, didn't we? So we've only had one weekend in between this podcast and the next one. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't do anything really last weekend. I had some decent naps. Some right naps. good naps. Top mm, naps. Midday naps. Yeah. Top naps. I haven't mm. had enough top naps lately, especially in the bath. Mm, no, I don't nap in the bath. I do, I do like a, a nice lush bath, a pink or a, a blue one. And I watch. I usually watch Ben Heckendorn, the, the Ben Heck show, and then yeah. I sort of have a sleep afterwards. It's lovely. And then get out like a, <laughs> shriveled like a prune. Yeah, wake so that's up good. freezing. No, no, it's not too bad. I can have it nice and hot. Usually I, when I get in. Come out pink. Yeah, well, glittery usually. Ooh, I hate that glitter me. Oh, so what, what is a glitter. lush bath? Is it a, a brand of bubble bath or something? It's a product from a shop called Lush that sells all sorts of bathy things and stuff you put on your face and that. You probably get some nice beard oil there. Oh. Well, I'll get you some beard oil for your birthday, perhaps. Stuff you, stuff you put on your face. Yeah, you know, creams and ointments and things. <laughs> creams uh, and uh, ointments and tinctures. Up north, up north, we call that lager. <laughs> lard. I was going to say lard. Then we smear <laughs> our faces with lard. Oh, it's lovely. Anyway, should we get on with some arcade facts, then some banter, then some more chat, then some facts? Yes, arcade facts. Oh, but first, arcade news. Right. Do you know how to pass through monsters in Pac-Man? You, um, no, you run really quick. No, but you do now if you watch this video. Ha ha! On Gamer Sutra. It's the thing that Billy Mitchell sort of perfected. It's something to do with how the sprites work. I did watch a bit of it, but I was a bit confused. But you can run straight through the ghosts in Pac-Man. The monsters, whatever they're called. Oh. If you're good at it, that is. It's a weird glitch, I think. Very weird. Mm-hmm. I, th- I have seen it, I think, somewhere being done before, but I haven't looked at this video yet. I've done it myself, because I usually play the um, the speed-up versions of that and Ms. Pac-Man, and I'm sure I've done a Ms. Pac-Man before, almost by accident. I've gone, oh, I've done it, oh, it worked, and lived to tell the tale. Mm. It'll be pixel perfect, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know, I just did it by accident, so I don't know what happened there. But mm. I've done it a few times before. I've got a link here, that a review of Arcade Club, and Toby from Toby Nanakorn, our, our friend from Las Vegas Arcade Soho. That guy who likes the dance machines. Yeah, I think he's hooking Arcade Club up with a couple. Oh, cool. Well, it, they're, well, they're sort of, well, I think they're working together to get a few more new ones in there. Oh, they need to, I, think, I think they're getting a U-Beat. That touch yes. game I like. <laughs> mm. I do like that one. You have to come up and play it. Yeah, wife's really good at it. Really good at it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Floor nice 2, one. that is, Arcade Club Floor 2. Nice one. So that's a nice link there. And another Arcade Club link. Arcade Club on tour in Edinburgh. They're in Edinburgh, all Edin- way up north. Edinburgh, that's proper north, that is. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a history of video game show, but it's loads of arcade machines, so you can play from uh, the machines from Arcade Club. Hurrah! And <laughs> this is Arcade Club show, this. Uh, Basically, of, yeah. Of, of upcoming events in the arcade calendar, 15th... I've got all these... I've written all these down, Vic. Go on. 
Yeah, 15th to 16th of April is the 8-bit flip at Arcade Club. This is the second year it's been there. And it's the Northern Lights Pinball Guys with Pinball Heaven website. Where, oh, nice you know, one. It's like a, I think they're sort of in conjunction. So there's going to be about 50, 60 pinballs downstairs Ooh, at least. It's a lot. Yeah, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get to that because on the same day or the 16th of April is Play Expo Leeds. Okay. And I'm there as as a sort of member of staff really helping james rgp out with the arcade machines will you be helping him put pac-mania on the floor i bet it's there yeah oh nice new one for james yep good game i was was playing that on the mega drive somewhere and it's very slow very slow version a lot easier oh is it i I really like the Mm -hmm. arcade version it's cool such a good game i wish i could find a decent priced board of that just the board because obviously I had the game and, and swapped it with James for the Phoenix, but I'd actually like to have the proper board because it doesn't play quite as good in Mame. It's not quite there. That's a bit, a little bit jerky still. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it might, might be better with a groovy Mame setup, is it not? Or? Possibly, yeah. But mine isn't quite right at the moment. So sort mm-hmm. that out. It's not groovy Mame. It's just sort of quite trendy Mame. Yeah, it's just sort of a you know rubbish disco Mame. I think disco Mame. That'd yeah. be good. Disco Ow. balls in all your favourite games. Robotron disco ball mix. Boo 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 boo. I get carried away. So you're trying to tell me you've got disco balls? I have, yeah. Shiny disco balls. Okay. Move Six, on. Sixth to seventh of May is Game Mania in Blackpool, which is at Blackpool Winter Gardens. I've briefly been in contact with the organizer, and it sounds like pinballs, arcade machines, consoles, lots of stuff going on. But Our I don't kind of really. Yeah, still don't really know a lot about it. And we're but, not going to be able to get there because where will we be? On we the will be in Sweden. Sweden. We'll be yes. in Stockholm. How cool is that? Visiting our mate, Cayman Sweden. And going mm. to the Hay Stockholm Arcade. Ooh, I can't wait. Be awesome. It's going to be really good, I think. I might be taking something with me to there. Money. Uh, and another little sexy box of things. We will talk about that a little bit later. You did say you'd buy me all my beer, and I can drink a lot of beer. Yes, but <laughs> I'm going to fit you with a gag as well. One of those little oh. ball gag things, so you can't have that much beer unless you use a straw. Yes, I oh. should buy you all your beer that night. No, I don't think we'll be drinking much, because I don't like Too much playing going on. Flying, do you? Or playing, even. No, I don't like drinking and playing. It doesn't work for me. I just rubbish, even rubbishier than normal. But we might have Oof. a few swift halves later. Yes, this was half of sherry. Half pint of sherry, that's going some. Well, half of sherry. 20th to 21st of May, I'm really looking forward to this one. And Revival really? the Rivals. I've said it at Warsaw, I said it correctly. You did, well done. The that's revival, 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 Craig Turner's events, that's going to be awesome like Dawson. And I'm going right. to be taking said secret box of tricks to that as well. And oh. also, hopefully, my little Project Frog, if I get it finished by then, which would be nice. You know when you say box of tricks, wouldn't it be funny if it was actually a box of tricks? If we could but... really could just open it up and there's no electronics <laughs> in there, it's just a <laughs> load of tricks. Card games and, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be that. Hoops. And yeah, little the... hoops where you can put, stuff to get, put them together. Chinese puzzles. Separate them, yeah. If, How do they do this? Magic? If I paid all that money and got a few Chinese puzzles and card games, I would be very unhappy. <laughs> What's the next event? Well, sir, seventeenth to eighteenth of June, 
play Glasgow, which I shall also be going to and helping out with as well. I shall not, because it's too far away. It's, it was really good last year. Cool. Do you know what I noticed? What did you notice? A lot of Scottish people lot, up there? Yeah, a lot of Scottish people there. Maybe just coincidence, but I think it's something to do with the area. It was great, though. Really good, really good. Cool. First to second of July. Really looking forward to this one as well. And me. And I will be there. Mm. NERG. 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 North Eastern Retro Gaming Event. Yeah, that's NERG. Is it NERG 5? Uh, possibly. Held by massive Phil. Huge Phil. Or big Phil. Just big Phil, <laughs> as we know him. Yeah. Fifteenth. This is silly season, isn't it, this summer? 15th to yeah. 16th of July. Play Blackpool. Another very good one from the replay guys. I shall not be going to that one either, because I'm probably going to... The 14th and 15th of October, play Expo Manchester. Yes, that's the last big biggie of the year, and that is the massive one. I that's don't normally do the plays because they're so far away, but I've got an excuse this year. Whitney from the Broken Token podcast mm-hmm. is coming over to unveil his or Alex's Skyskipper machine up there. That's where they're going to unveil it. So I'll be going up there to hang up with those guys, as well as yourself and the other good people who'll be there. Yeah, and we hopefully can do a podcast with some of the... Because it's where a lot of the podcasters meet up, so we can hopefully do... Uh, well, I say do, I, say, I mean hijack someone else's podcast. Definitely. We'll muscle mm. in. Yeah. Muscle yeah. in with biscuits. And that's it. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, Flight, six, isn't there? Eight events. All, nearly in all, space well, of, yeah. all of them are in the north, which is a bit annoying. That's so good, that. We used to have things in... in was it Southbourne? They did the... the South Coast Slam. Yeah, the South Coast Slam. That was really good. We haven't had that for a while. Come on, South no. Coast Slammers. Let's get it on. I want to go to that one. And I don't think the Margate one's on this year, or it's on in a different capacity. I think not it might on your be, list, so maybe not. It might be Geek. I think it's not Play Margate. I think it's Geek this year, so it's a bit more indie focus, I think. Okay. Mmm. Here's another right, one. So that's, that's the events, kids. Yep. Here's another one we found. Invisible Monsters, the Lost Wizard of War prototype. I've had a look at this. Have you seen it? Yeah. Really nice little midi-sized machine, isn't it? It looks very similar to a Space Zap or a Pac-Man or a Galaxian Cabaret arcade machine. But this is a Wizard of War, slightly different to the original Wizard of War that came out, which I really like the game. I really like Wizard of War. It's a cool game. But this one's quite a bit different, and they only found it recently. I think it's amazing Mm. that they're finding these 30-odd-year-old games. They're finding prototypes only now. How far, how how hidden has that game been all this time for no one to notice it? Yeah, it's probably been in someone's shed or something, hasn't it? But it still but works it, in the video. It's working. And the, uh, the, the gameplay is interesting. It is slightly different. But the, yeah. the sounds are very similar. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to watch out. It's more focused on actual invisible monsters, which I think you only get on the later levels of Wizard of War. Yeah, and then the, the, the actual wizard himself disappears and reappears quite a bit. Oh, such a great little game. I love the sounds in that game. It's brilliant. Oh, Commodore 64 version was bang on, not bang on, but near as damn it to arcade. Really good. I think I've played that. It's good. (laughs) That's the sounds, kind of. Okay. Yep. Oh, you you do this one. Right. Sky Cursor is now officially available to the general public to pre order. And guess who pre ordered one? Uh, You? Yes. And it's on its way. It's not here yet. Uh, they delayed it a little bit so I can get one of the new enclosures because they've got the new enclosures out now, which is the final finished product. 
I'm getting the four levels, and later on in the year, they're going to be releasing the two-player version, which you get as a free download. Yeah. And also another two levels at the end. There's going to be two extra levels being put on. Oh. So it's all sort of available. You 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 get it all in the project as the the package. And I've bought a kit, not the actual machine. I bought a kit, which comprises of the box, the electronics in it, jammer box. I think it's a move strip and a control panel. Uh, sorry, a, a pop poster, a little poster to put in your, your marquee area. Yeah. And I will be bringing it to Revival for let everyone play. It's going to be put in a candy cab there. Everyone can play it. And hopefully, the guy's going to send me a few T-shirts as well as prizes. And we'll have a high score competition for the weekend. Whoever gets the best score, puts their name in, gets a T-shirt. Oh, that'd be interesting. That. So I can't wait for that to arrive. Actually, be really good. Well, you can play it a lot and then win your own competition. I don't think I'll be allowed. I'll ban myself. Hmm. Mm. You can have a lot of practice on it then, and sort of show off before you get because you know that no one in this country's played it. Really, well, there, there is one person in the country who's got one. I don't know who it is, but someone has oh. got one. Apparently, I wasn't told who it was, but someone has got one. Um, but apparently, the guys have been inundated with orders everyone's been ordering it and they're, they're actually sort of a little bit scared they've, they've made so many of them so it's really good in a good way so everyone's been ordering it so yeah really good i think they've had they've had a lot of been put into arcades already the pre-order ones and i think they've had as many people again private collectors ordering it which is great oh that is good private yeah and i'll have lots of details so other people can order one if they want at the revival lovely oh Right, we also have the Donkey Kong Jr. Remix kits is now available. It, it, remember the Donkey Kong kits? The Donkey Kong Remix kits, which I still need to get hold of. Alex said to me the other day, have you got one yet? And I said, no, I really want one. But I've been buying lots of other things lately. Uh, Sky Cursor for one of them. That's why i got no <laughs> money left. Yay! Oh, dear. The John- Donkey Kong Jr. kits are now available for $85 plus shipping. There are two American vendors you can order from. If you're in Canada, you can get them directly by sending an email to this guy. So it's available. I haven't seen the gameplay of you. Not yet. Not the Donkey Kong Jr. one. But the actual Donkey Kong remix seems a lot of fun. There's all sorts of weird and wonderful things that you can't normally do in Donkey Kong. It seems really good. And I presume the Junior version is going to be just as awesome. But I need to look mm. at this a little bit later on. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. That sounds really cool because I like Junior. And Junior is what's in my actual Junior machine at the moment. Because I stop it in and out with Donkey Kong usually. Hmm. Very nice. There is opening. I don't think it's open yet, but very soon a new free play retro arcade in Blackpool. Oh, nice one! And it's called Retroland Arcade. Yeah. There's a little video of a sort of the guys doing a little walk around. It's a, a smallish area, I'd say, compared to the lights of Arcade Club. Looks like he's got about thirty machines. Yeah. We'll have to monitor it and see how it goes. I'd like to go and have a look, because obviously Blackpool's only 40 minutes away from me. And I think it's about... I think it's a tenner to get in, something oh, like cool. that. That's not bad. And then you can have a look around. I'd like to have a look at it and then pass judgment when I go. Yeah. Hey, talking of fire. Talking of fire. Stacey King. Remember I went to that little arcade in Clevedon a couple of weeks back and I saw... A LCD Defender and then a Ferrari F three five five game. Yes, I remember that. There was a fire right next to it. Oh, has it been damaged? Have they been damaged? Those machines. I think it's all right. I think <gasps> it's all right. Thank goodness for that. Oh no. Stacy King put. 
That little arcade in Clevedon you was on about had a narrow escape from a fire next door. Oh, cripes. I hope everyone's all right. Mm. You don't normally get that sort of stuff in Clevedon. That that happens elsewhere. Yes, not in Clevedon. No, no. No. (laughs) Also, the Midwest Gaming Classic Show is on tomorrow as we record this, which is is in America. Massive show in America where our friends from Galloping Ghost and Pie Factory go to because it's in that kind of Chicago area. The Lucky Devils. I'd like to go to that one. Seems awesome. I think the Pie Factory guys are doing a live podcast from there. So I'll be listening to that. Ooh, that's good. Sky Cursor will be there. Their little banners up on the site. Excellent. Selling their wares. Where, where's Chris Cruz in that? Like, whereabouts are they? They're in Atlanta. Is that close to... No, sorry. They're in Indiana. Oh, that's sort of in the same ballpark area, It's about it? three hours from Chicago, because when they travelled up to see me that time, it was about three hours for them, I think. Mm. Not too far, that's though. It's a, a good show, that. Oh, God, it'd be really good, I reckon. Especially if Galloping Ghost. They'll probably take 50 machines, I expect. You know what they're like? Yeah. That dot, dot mm. Mac, Pete Han? Is it, they're up to about 580 games now. Oh, my goodness. I was talking to someone the other day. I think it was Chris... Parsons actually, he was saying he wants to go to America. Says, "Oh, you got to go to Chicago and here, there, and everywhere." And he said, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go there for a day." I said, mm, "You need two days, really, for the Galloping Ghost. It's that big. You need two days to look around it properly. Mm-hmm. Really do. And then you have got to go to Underground Retrocade and Logan Arcade. Oh, there's loads around there. It's brilliant. Such such a cool place. I actually found it the other day that even Taito American offices were in Chicago as well. Everything arcade seemed to." sort of circulate around Chicago land. Pinball, mm. arcade amusements, all sorts of stuff. The only thing that was sort of away from there was Atari, which was in Sunnyvale in California. Opposite totally opposite side of the country. But loads in Chicago, the lucky devils. It's like the the PC boom, isn't it, with Silicon Valley, everything seemed to be around there, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. That and Texas. There was a lot of stuff in Texas as well. With computers mm. and computer science. So this last one, last piece of news it's Richie Knuckles, Kaboom, Atari 26 and Custom Arcade Cab. I saw this a little while ago. It was done for... What's his name? The guy with the ponytail and the moustache who's very, very good at Kaboom. He's very good at a lot of Atari 2600 games. He was in King know. of Kong. Really tall guy. Forgot oh, his name. Yeah. Him, anyway. But he's very good at it. And I, he was playing on it. Um, I think it was at the Miami show that John Studley went to. It was Todd Rogers and it's a different machine. You nincompoop. Right, and it's it's actually it's uh, a converted centipede cab, or ver- or, or a very similar shaped cab to a uh, cabaret centipede. He so, actually says it's a, a scratch build. Oh right, okay. And and he's he's actually sort of traced around an old cabaret cab, so it could could well be he's traced around a centipede. It cab. is, yeah. It's the same as what I'm doing with my dig dug. It's the same shape, and it's mm. really really nicely done, isn't it? Yeah, it's the the width of it is the width of an Atari twenty six hundred, and there's an actual Atari twenty six hundred as a control panel. Oh, is it? Yeah, this might be something different. I'm thinking of, but the one I saw is really nice looking. Sounds like Victor has just realised he's talking about the wrong machine. What a dork! The artwork's all from the the box art of the Atari game. Yeah, and then there's the twenty six hundred stuck in stuck underneath. And uh, underneath the monitor, and a big spinner in the middle of the twenty six hundred to, to nice. play. Nice, and you can, really and the cool. cartridge sticking out. I don't know if you could. I don't. I think it works. I think you could take the cartridge out, put someone else in, as long Probably. as it's a, as long as it's a spinner game. Nice Brilliant. one. That is really cool. Mm. Is that all the news we got for now? 
That is all the news, sir. News and facts. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next section. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Arcade pickups. So, for me, I've got a few pickups. Not really arcade. Some of them are arcade-related. Uh, I, I want to buy more arcade stuff, but I haven't been able to lately. There's nothing I've fancied. So the first one is a Pi-powered hub for using on Pies, which is also arcade stuff related, because I'm doing a Frogger game on there. Uh, another Pi Zero. That's my sixth Pi now. I don't know what I'm doing with them, honestly. <laughs> it's like they're breeding somewhere. Mm. Uh, Magical Spot PCB. That is arcade related. I got this from Simon, who is the son of Peter Invader Davis, who died. You know, the guy who we did the, uh, the Aberdeen Rescue, where we rescued all the machines from up there? Yes. And this is one of the, the games that was left in the in the outhouse. And I think he's got a few of them. It, it didn't work, though, because Simon can't check them, unfortunately. If he sees it says on there working, he sells it as working. But he hasn't got the means to check anything. But he's very right. good about returns if something happens or whatever. And I, I'm working with him on it, and we're going to try and get me a working one together. I made an adapter for it. I added some bits that were missing from it that were obviously missing. And I put it inside my Cosmic Alien cab. Because the the pinout is very similar, I had to change a few things on, on this little adapter I made, and I get video on there, coloured video, but it just doesn't work. It's just like a, a block of colour on there, some junk on the screen that's not really doing anything. But hopefully, I can get a working one because Magical Spot is quite a rare game, and it's a really, really good game, as we know. Well, we were playing uh, Eurocade twenty fifteen Magical Spot two. Yes, it's a, it's exactly mm. the same game. I think number two. Is a bit easier, and maybe have a bug fix or something. It's the same game, just right. a sort of later revision of it. That's all. So this one could probably be ROM swapped to Magical Spot Two. Is probably what I'll do with it when it, when I eventually get it working. Excellent. More stuff I've been buying: a SNES copy USB pad. It looks exactly like a SNES pad. It's about four pounds, and it works really nicely. Same thing with the NES copy USB pad. This is to use on my Pi emulator setup. Yeah, because they're nice little pads. They are good for controlling it. Uh, I got two ColecoVisions at the. That's another thing I forgot to tell you about. I went to the London Retro Gaming Show. Oh, you did? The market. I forgot all about that. Silly me. I had a great time there, actually. Uh, I bought a few things and actually sold some stuff as well, which was quite nice. I actually came back with more money than I went with. And some new stuff. And some new stuff, which is nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I, I bought two ColecoVisions and a bunch of carts from the mm. lovely Retro Hunter. Ali. One of them works, mm. one doesn't, which Ali said. He, he could only just, he checked them and said one works, one doesn't. Uh, and my original one that I bought a little while back with no pads or power supply or whatever, that works as well. I had to clean the switches on these because apparently it's a common fault. When you get lines on the screen, you like get jail bars on the games, it's because the, the power switch is faulty. And all three of them had really, really greasy contacts underneath the power switch. I don't know how grease gets caught under there, but it was horrible. I cleaned it with isopropyl alcohol, put the switch back together, worked fine. Well, two of them worked fine. And the third one, I'm going to give to Dr. Dean Leslie because he wants a challenge to fix something. And I reckon it could be one of two chips gone wrong in that. So hopefully he'll is, fix is that there one. anything that Dr. Dean cannot fix? He couldn't fix a Spectrum the other day. He was getting very angry with it. It was you'd see it though. It, even the like the the black enamel stuff had come off the front of it. Someone must have been using it as a doorstop or something. Yeah, but you can buy new new keyboards for Spectrums now. You can buy the the metal overlay plate in different colours, the rubber mat for the keys in different colours, and also the 
the keyboard membrane. So you can get a really nice looking spectrum for like 30 quid now. So you can make mm-hmm. a, a, an old one look really, really nice. Anyway, more pickups. Uh, you know, I've been collecting these Atari 7800 arcade ports, cartridge only. Yes. I got a crossbow. I got it in the box, actually. I didn't really want the box, but it was really going to be cheap, so I got it. You know, there's a game where you actually have a crossbow on, on the actual arcade control panel. Yeah, the arcade club have got it. It's an old one, isn't it? They've got crossbow. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. about 1981, I think, an XD game. It's very tall cab as well. It's absolutely pants to play. I've never liked that <laughs> game. But I had to buy it because it was an arcade release, so I had to have it. So how do you do that? Do you, do you aim with the stick or something? Or? You can use a light gun, apparently. I didn't know the Atari 700 had a light gun, but apparently it says at the start, when you play the game, I had a quick go just to test it, it says, do you want to use the, the, the joystick or the, um, the light gun? So yeah, that, that's okay. Works. I also bought uh, a 2600 car. I had to buy Space Invaders. Invaders! Classic game on the 2600. Nothing like real Space Invaders, but a classic all of its own. It is. It is. It good, is a really, it? Yeah. really cool game. I like the weird invaders as well. I think they're awesome. It, it. Yeah, I got an Atari for that game. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I also bought a thirty-two in one because it was cheap, and there's a few games that I wanted to play. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. they work on the seventy-eight hundred as well, so I can just play it on there. I also bought at the London gaming uh, market as well. I bought some D pads and buttons for uh, and a. A joystick pad I'm working on for the 7800. I'm going to make a metal one. You know, like mm. I did with the Nintendo one I did a while back, the NES one. Yeah. Because mm. the Atari 7800, they caught, there's one called the Pro Line Joysticks, which people always call the Pain Line Joysticks. It hurts your hand after a while. And there's, <laughs> and there's the ones that looks like a, like a NES pad, which is what I've got. But the actual joypad on it is awful. It sticks. It's really not a very well designed joypad at all. So I'm making my own ones which I shall put on the Tinkerings page when I eventually get them done. Oh, and also this. I showed you one at the very start before we started recording. I got some Funko toys. You know, I ordered them a little while ago and I thought it'd take ages from America. You can put a little video up, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, you? I'll put the video online. There's Mr. Froggy. Look, I'm just showing you there. Oh, that's brilliant. I shall put a picture of these on the website so everyone look at. I got Mr. Froggy from Frogger. I got a Figar from Digdog. There's one little problem with this. I'm really pleased with them. They're really nice little things. But Figar's got a little bit, dot of white paint on his head. They've, like, painted it wrong. Oh, right. So I shall moan about that to Funko, because I've been in contact with Funko, asking when they're going to come out in the UK. And they did say mm. March, but they're going to be a bit late. And someone else, another vendor in town I talked to, said it should they should have them by now. So hopefully they'll be around now. I want to I buy the whole lot. I'm going to buy... You can buy, apparently, the complete vendor box with 12 on all the separate ones. I'm just going right. to cut my losses and buy the whole lot, so I'll get each one. I'm not going to mess around <laughs> with the mystery thing. I just want them all. And a third one i got is Blinky from Pac-Man. He looks really menacing. He's got orange gloves on. He's got a really annoyed expression on his face. But I will talk, send a picture on the website of those. They're really cool. I really like them. Have you nice. bought anything? I have no pickups whatsoever. Let's have a look. Um, You're looking around. I bought- I bought a portable hard drive and copied all my data onto it. But that's not very arcade. Actually, yeah, I copied off MAME onto it. That's hot. That 530 gig of MAME ROMs is oh, on that port. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. And you it have isn't. earned the right to be alone, you nerd. Yes, thank you. Well, at least you've got some arcade stuff on there as well. Mm. Have you, just as an aside, have you fixed your monitor yet on your Lordsvale cabinet? I was going to take it 
last week to arcade club repair guy julian but i did, i just didn't get around to it i just didn't go why didn't i go last saturday i don't know something happened i think i had a nap and you just napped all night i just napped in the afternoon and i woke up tired and didn't bother going oh fool anyway buy some more stuff you yes yes indeed i'm not very i'm not very materialistic really i just get i just get what i need and that's it do you know I've what been, I've always been like that. I haven't been lately. I've got so much junk and stuff I don't use. I'm trying to get rid of a lot of it. Uh, I think I've got nearly all the PCBs I ever want for my machines. I don't really swap them in and out that much. I don't really know what I need to buy anymore. I haven't got time to do a lot of the stuff. Mm. So, oh, I'll tell you what I have done. Oh, oh, just thought of something. It'll be a pickup, hopefully, next time we speak. I have arranged... With a lot of grief and a lot of problems, the pickup of the Ladybug wall mount in Germany. Right. Remember, I was going to buy that about a year ago, and we were going to pick it up from Eurocade that time. We never did. And you so, come to your senses and backed out. Yeah, because the car wasn't big enough, because you were in it, you idiot. <laughs> well, <laughs> Luigi, who's in real name is Thorsten, has been excellent about it. He's been really good. He hasn't been. He hasn't rushed me. Uh, I only just paid for it the other day. He's kept it for me for like a year and a half, maybe two years now. It's a long, long time. And I eventually got round to actually getting a company to pick it up, and it's picked up today. I have had so many problems with the German side of picking it up. The people in the UK who are getting it, they have German partners, a courier company over there, I don't know who it is, who pick up the stuff for them, bring it to the depot, and then it obviously gets shipped to the UK with loads of other stuff that they, they bring over. And they have messed me, me and Thorsten around so badly. Absolute nightmare. It's such a pain in the backside trying to get something over. But it's been picked up. So hopefully the rest of it should be painless. It just comes to my work. I'll put it in the back of my car. Bish bosh. Job's your uncle. Bob's your uncle? Job's Dave, your Dave's uncle. your uncle. I've got an uncle, Dave. And it'll be in the <laughs> UK. And I can't wait to play it. I've been looking forward to this for such a long time. And I do like that game. So Is that'll be a future. No, it's a wall mount. Ah, right. Yeah. But so need- was it a wall-mount... Weren't it a cocktail at Eurocade that you were trying to fit in the car? No. Um, that magical spot, too, we were playing, the cocktail, It apparently it was for sale. And I wanted to buy it, but it would never have got in the car with a slot in there. But mm. if we'd had space in the car, I would have picked up that wall-mount there and then. Because Thorsten could have sent it with one of his friends. I don't think he attended that year. And he would have sent it for me to pick up. I said it, was, it wasn't big enough. Because I think at the time, wife had the, the little car. She's got a bigger one now, but she had mm-hmm. a little car. And we never would have got it back. But all ends as well as it does. And hopefully well, it'll I, be here soon. I, I did hear you whispering to your wife saying, leave him, leave him. Put it in the back of the car, leave him. He'll get home all he'll, right. He'll get, home. he'll get home eventually. That it's is true. Mm. Yeah, so... That'll be a future pickup. I'm so glad it's all sorted now. Hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't get broken on the flipping way over here as well. <sighs> I'll tell you what, we're I think we're always gonna disagree on Ladybug. I just do not like it. Oh, it's a great little game. All of it. No. Um I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll to get everything off our chest, let's hear some insults. Good idea. Arcade Victorian insults. Have you happened upon those darned Yankees that fornicate a bi-weekly audio publication? Um, 
the Pi Workhouse Symphonic Bumble Bucket, I think it's entitled. Oh, I enjoy those fellows. That pair of rapscallions have a rare old nanty narking on the airwaves. <laughs> that James G sounds as if he could be as tight as a boiled owl sometimes. I'm sure he smothered a parrot one time. One whiff the barmaid's apron and his tongue runs away with him. Oh, his companion, Sean Henry Courtenay Third, he has a howler on him too. You should hear some of his guttural utterings. They do have a pair of quail pipes on them, haven't they? <laughs> yes, but a load of old tallywags. All this podcasting, what? Indeed. Sherry, dear boy. Listener feedback. Feeding bad. Feeding bad. The first one here. This, let's right. do this thing. This is the the competition we ran a few, quite a few episodes ago now to win a family ticket, two adults, two kids, to Revival, which is in May, which we're also going to. So we've got an arcade hat, and you've got a randomizer on your computer there. Can you randomize yes. a number for me, old son? Random number generator. Between 1 and 17,000 people who applied for the competition. <laughs> Here we go. And that is, the person who's won it is Andrew Hannay. Hey, well, well done, done Andrew. Andrew. We shall try and get that to you very soon, and we'll see you at Revival. Well done. Nice. Family ticket. Nice one. Make sure you bring a family with you. Might not be your own family, but bring a family. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be yeah. checking. Might as well make use of the ticket, yeah. So, let's do some feedback. Uh, Chris Cruz from the Skycaster guys. He says, can't wait to dig into this one. Hope Victor didn't blow a gasket. And Andrew Farrar got back and said, you know he did. And I said, how blinking dare you? Victorian insult pending. They were talking about Yells. New Zealand story. I don't know why people think I wouldn't like it. Mm. Sean Tag, Mr. Tagster, partway through the podcast and trying out New Zealand story, you made me laugh when you were going through the Metal Slug scoreboard, Vic and Sean. Great podcast so far. And the quality of Victorian insult too. There yes. always are. Oh, someone called Funhouse says, no, it isn't 100, it's 1,000, so only 918 left. You could also extend it after this if you wanted. I think he was taken in by us stopping at 100 podcasts. Ho, mm. ho, 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 Benson Rad. End? No. Started listening to this this morning, and it was great. It was great to meet up with you, Vic. Thanks for the lift to and from the station and the biscuits. I confirm you have a lovely lineup of cabs. cabs several that I'd love to own. Cabaret Heaven. Cabaret Heaven since 1911. I was hoping to join the Metal Slug Challenge, but using keyboard was not just going to work for me. I managed to get my X-Arcade stick up and running, but it would not receive the input for the left-right player one in MAME. Ooh. That's strange. So I couldn't play it. If anyone knows how to get sticks to work in MAME, let me know. And yeah, yeah I got insulted in Victorian. Many thanks. I am honoured. What you need to do, uh, Mr. Benson, right, is press tab, go onto the uh, the control settings and change it in there. Press return on a setting you want to change and then move the joystick in the direction you want it to go. It's that I did simple. Have a, yeah, I did have an XRK stick for a bit and I I can't remember any problems with it. No, he just says I haven't got it set up or it's been configured wrong. That's all right. It's easy enough to do. Mm. Tronans, end it my arse. Now I have something to listen to on my way home tomorrow. He's also been taken in by our little joke. <laughs> <laughs> WTG Bob or Bob. Great episode, chaps. I don't know why, but every time I listen to the podcast, I always want biscuits. That's As weird. you should. Chris Parsons, CNP. He has changed one of his marquees and one of his cabs to New Zealand Story, complete with PCB. 
I was there when he put it in, actually, when we was fixing his monitor. He said, glad the 100 episode thing is an April Fool's joke, right? If not, then still 18 left. Plus specials, plus one off extras, right? Another great episode. Glad you chose New Zealand Story after my latest time of asking. I've had the PCB for years, but never given it a proper go. Although now I've given it a bit of a go, I appear to have asked for a game that is far too hard for how cute it looks. I mostly remember playing New Zealand Story on the Amiga, an offensive cheat code you could enter that Computer and Video Games magazine printed backwards to avoid offending anyone. Anyway, I'll report back on how I go, but the initial goes are not promising. Oh, and CMP also put down... Right, as mentioned on Twitter, I was playing on hardest settings due to there being different PCB dip switch setting combos. Dull! <laughs> and he's, he's also put, I've not had a chance to play more than three goes on medium, but it's now as I remembered it and really enjoyable. I'll keep, keep it... I'll keep it in my electrical in MIDI with a marquee in for the foreseeable future and see if I can get a decent score, which we will find out later. And he also said, do you notice in the intro where the walrus kidnaps the kiwi that one of them is smoking? Naughty kiwis. <laughs> yes, I did notice, actually. And that finishes off the feedback. Shout out. Right, first shout goes to... Charlie Farr. Forgetting... A Twin Galaxies world record on Moon Shuttle, the main version, at nearly 54,000. That This is an unusual game. It's a three-way game, a three-way stick game. Can you remember oh, us talking about it's it? It's that one, is it? I thought it was some kind of Space Invaders clone, but yeah, I know which one you mean now. It's a horizontal game? Yeah, and it's you fly through asteroid fields and that. I think I had it on Commodore 64. And the, I remember the marquee and the cab... And I think maybe the bezel are really nice looking, really well done artwork, I think. I'll have to look back on that. And you can get that game in a cabaret version like my Taito Phoenix. Hmm. 53,000 doesn't sound a lot, but I've I've played it this week. And the high score table set at 5,000. Yeah. You've, you've got to have a couple of goes to get used to it before you can beat that. So 53 is a good score. That's, well done, David. That's because he's awesome. Let's give him oh, one of these. A resonant ping, a ping from the land of resonance. Talking about world records. Pete Hahn, congratulations for achieving his 50th 5 wow. Orcade world record by beating Sega's SWAT. ESWAT, SWAT, and once he's seen it, wow. it's a horizontal run and gun thing, isn't it? And he's completed it. Well done, Pete. 50 world records. That is a lot, isn't it? He's very, very good. That's why he's former Gamer of the Year, Pete Han. The first one for me is Ali the Retro Hunter, who sold some stuff at the London Retro Gaming Market for me, and I bought some stuff off of him. And also, he is starting a new shop in Leoncy. And it's going to be called the Retro Hunter, obviously. The address is 1172 London Road, Leoncy, Essex, SS92AH. And you can see what's going on with this shop on facebook.com forward slash the real retro hunter. I saw a picture of the shop earlier and it looks a peach. It looks a really nice place. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to see him there one day. Have a trip down to Seaside. <laughs> Yay. And it's opening tomorrow, Saturday, the 8th of April. Ooh. I also shout out to Alan, Chun, Garen, Dave, Jim Bagley, who was hanging with out at the London Gaming Place. Alex appeared briefly, staked out all the US SNES stuff, and then had to go because he was so hungover from the night before. Oops. <laughs> Oops. 
Oh, and more shout-outs to Rich Chunkskin, who's been helping me out with the pie stuff. I sent him off my pie and pie screen, and he's configured everything for me on it, and it works a treat now, playing Frogger. I'm so happy, because I can use that image, which is also uploaded for me, for other games in the future. It's just single-game MAME uh, stuff for the pie. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. He knows loads about pies. Really good with them. Mm. So cheers, Rich. If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, Okay, we're going to start a new section. This is going to be a flip-flop section between tech tips and this new one, because I haven't always got a tech tip. I haven't got one at the moment, but hopefully some more will come in the future. I could make up something bonkers. It might be very technically dangerous. Don't do that. Okay. So we are going to talk about, well, we're going to build over the coming weeks, months, years, centuries, our top 100 arcade games list. It's going to be the perfect 100 games. If we add one of these multi-cabs yes. with 100 games, it would be I, this. I have got one of those, and a lot of these games with, are on it. With this... 100 games so i'm i've got a i've already filled up 21 slots of my 100 by going through my fantasy cab list which we have on the site and all the featured games that we've played in the past that i love that i've I've kept going back to mm-hmm. that's the thing with my top 100 if i keep going back to them yeah they they stick with me so i so i yep you I know, know love them. i love them i love them right I... so i'm quickly run through mine I've done 55 of my 100 so far. <laughs> Once well you done. start, you can't stop. But there is more I'm, I'm sure I've forgotten about. So go on. Give us a few of your 21 so far. I'll do, my to- I'll do the, the top row, five. The, these are not the No particular 10. order, the, yeah? Yes, in no particular order. 1942, of course. Do, do you like 1942? I, I quite like it. Really? Yeah. Quite enjoyable shoot 'em up. Yes. Galaxian. Actually, this is going to be very shoot 'em up heavy, but that's what I love. Mm-hmm. Volgus. Great game. Batsugan. Mm. And Gyrus. Okay, so that's, your, five, that's right? your five right at the very top. All shooters, actually. Aren't All they? shooters. And the five I've got, in no particular order, just the stop, top for me Dig Dug, obviously. Centipede. Mm. Frogger. Scramble Konami version. And also. Scramble Stern version. I like the hard version as well. Nice. It's much more of a challenge, and it seems, even though it's exactly the same game, it, it plays differently. So I do like both. I've got PCBs of both, so I do play both, and I've got them on my main machine as well as different Konami and Stern versions. So that's mm-hmm. quite good. I've got tons my, on here so my far. Next, my next five, mm-hmm. Time Pilot, Oh, yeah, classic. Which you covered way back. I love that game. Lunar Rescue. Mm-hmm. Flicky. Oh, really? Yeah. You really got into that one. God, it's fantastic. Berserk. Of course. And Asteroids. So in my next one, two of you have already mentioned, I've, but I've got Turtles, the original Konami Toidle. game. In the more Toidle. In the way of Mama Toidle. Banku! Banku! Which we both really like. Uh, Bosconian. Yeah. Another classic game. Love that. Uh, 1942 and Volgus, same as you. They're very similar games, Volgus and 1942. Both excellent classic shooters. Pure Mm. shooters, those ones. No messing about. No frills. No bullet curtains. Just bullets and planes and spacecraft. 
I see Volgus as a kind of precursor to 1942. I, I think it, I think it was. Yeah, it's very mm. similar. It's by the same programmer as well, isn't it? No, I don't think he. I think he might have had a little bit to do. There's a little bit to do with it. There's different differing opinions on the internet. Oh, it seems a very similar game, mm. especially with the Yoshiki Okamoto. Genius. Here's my next five. We're not going to do all hundred now, kids. So oh, don't no. switch off. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, Stay with us. Uh, Amidar, you ate that. I love that. Amidar, awful game. <laughs> Scramble, any version, any any version you can get me hands on. I love it. Yeah. Battle back raid for being just a perfect example of a bullet hell for me. Battle pap raid, more like. Battle pants off. No, I better not say <laughs> that. Bosco- Boscoian, which is great. I beat that's, you on that, didn't I? I didn't play it. I think you played it with Alex. It was an old one, yeah. But mm. I'm not. I'm not bad at Boscoian. I can regularly get over 100k on Boscoian. Such a and, great game. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And Wonder Boy, which oh, okay. I can I can do okay on it's it's one I would like to one cc but I it's don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna have the patience to do it but yeah. I know it is it's such a nice such a nice game with a with a jaunty atmosphere. I it's it's one of those games for me. I don't hate it. I don't like it though. But I like <laughs> yeah. I like everything about it. I like the look of it. I like the fact that everyone likes it. It's really colourful. It's a real iconic game i just really don't like playing it very much you know i find it very clunky to play so you sort of tripping over stuff and you've got to use that run and jump at the same time and it's just not for me but i like the look mm. of it i call it everything sort of nearly everything about it mm. so my next th- th- next five of my list pirate ship higamaru love that game mm. such a cute japanese game star force obviously oh. it's a, bum, bum, bum. just a brilliant game uh, Lunar Rescue, as you've already said. Uh, Space Fever, which is Nintendo's answer to Space Invaders, which I've got the cocktail cabinet of. And also Space Launcher, which runs on the same hardware, which I've got a ROM swap for, which is a very similar game to Lunar Rescue, which is yes. also good. Mm. Yeah. So what we'll do in the future, we'll sort of go into these a little bit more and talk about where we first played them, why we still like playing them, and other thoughts and memories we have on the games. So, for me, I'll do the first one, which is not... Ex- I don't know if it is my favourite game. They sort of My favourite game is swap around and move around a bit. But Dig Dug, mm. we sort of did quite a bit about it when we actually did the game, but I keep going back to Dig Dug, and I will go back to it again. I've been... I've been downtrodden a bit with Dig Dug, because Charlie fired a go of it, and you know what he does with games, don't you? He, <laughs> yeah. he kills them for people, because he just annihilate scores and he did he almost doubled my score my best score and I thought my best score was really really good but I like it so much I'm not going to let it get to me and I'm going to go back to it and try and beat it um, but I've got my own machine and I'm actually making a cabaret version of it for myself so I can possibly get rid of the big one later on mm. uh, but yeah I used to play Dig Dug on arcade when I was a kid I remember playing it as a kid on a proper machine I had it on any computer and any console I could find it on when I was a kid when I had them. I don't think it ever came on the VIC-20, but I had it on the Atari 800XL. I think I borrowed a mate's cartridge of it, which is a great, really good version. And I've played it on anything I can ever since. If it's ever come out on a an arcade compilation, I always try and get you know the Atari version or the Namco version with Dig Dug on. And I really like it. I like playing the, the really rubbish 2600 version, the quite good 7800 version, the quite good NES version... 
and I'll play it on anything. I love a bit of Dig Dug Me. And I love the characters, and I love everything to do with the game. Just really, really like it. Love the music. Just really, really get into it. And it just makes me happy playing that game. And I've played it for donkey's years now, probably since it came out, and I still like it. So it's the kind of game that I'll always go back to. Always have a quick spin on. And I'm I'm quite proficient on it. So if someone doesn't know how to play it, or I see some arcade club playing it badly, I'll sort of sidle up to them, tell them what to do, and you know the two rock little secret where you get the fruit and how to drop rocks on things, how to group them, and all that sort of stuff, and you know chasing them around and what the fire guards do. And it's it's a good game to to talk to about with people. Mm. So that's why I like Dig Dug. Tell me why you like 1942 if I don't already know. <laughs> Not so keen on it anymore. <laughs> Gone off it in these last five minutes. <laughs> You, sir, it's, are a line get. It's a perfect shooter, and it introduced a lot of things into the shoot 'em up canon. Yep. You got power ups, there's, there's lots of little clever touches. I think, actually, playing it now, I think the game may be too long. 33 stages of maybe two to three minutes is yeah. quite long. It is quite a long game, but if you get good at it, it does change quite a mm. bit. And I've mm. never got past about eight levels, I think. That's my best. Mm. And. When you do the 33rd, the bo- it also got boss levels as well, hasn't it? Which you didn't really have in shooters before this. Yeah, those boss levels. and I get to a point now where I've played it so much. You know when the, the bad guy, the airplanes attack you and they spin, and if you miss them, they swoop under the screen yes. and they come back up. You, you, I sort of have in my head where they're going to appear from another screen. and yeah. You know, you get so good at something, it looks you're playing it and you make it look easy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it's well, that level. Yeah, hopefully I'm at that level now. But yeah, I do love it. But I wouldn't say it's going to be my favourite forever because things I keep coming back to just keep drawing me in, like Scramble. Yeah, that's a, that. Uh, that is, for me, I totally agree on that. Um, when we were playing New Zealand Story the other day, I played it on Wednesday night because it's the only real night I could do it in the week. Because I've been so bad at getting to it. I got to it, and I played it for a while. I had a good go of it as well. I mean, I didn't give up quick. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, why I might have given up quick. I stuck at it, and then after that, I sort of said to you, I sent my score to you and said, look, I've had enough now. Uh, I can't do any better than that, I don't think. Uh, but I just had a go of Scramble. I had a go of Scramble on my main machine, because it was just in front of me when I was playing New Zealand Story. Because I have actually got it installed in my ISIS cab the Konami version. Mm. I had a quick go of the Konami version on there on a nice 29-inch screen as well. And I did the best I've played since I got my high score, which I actually deleted off my high score table because I've got um, a version of Scramble which has got the high score kit on made by Phil Murray. And it had my yeah. top score on there. I think it was 205,000, was it? Mm. And I got 186,000. So I haven't played it for a little while, not properly like that. And I did quite well. And then it just... You know what? I made some really silly mistakes, like just ploughing my scramble craft into a flipping hill or whatever. I didn't mm. actually get hit by a rocket or a fireball or whatever. I was just ploughing into stuff by accident. Made some really, really silly mistakes. Otherwise, I could have beat my record, I reckon. Awesome. But I keep going back to it. I love that game. and I always, Even though it's the same five simple levels over and over and over again, ad infinitum, I still like playing it. And I still love mm-hmm. playing it. And I really want to beat your score. That's probably what's driving me more than anything else. I think about 323, was it? Yes. 323,000. But we know people that could do far better than that. Yeah, Pete Han has been getting that kind of scores on the Stern version. 
mm. which is about three times harder, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what a guy. If he played the Konami version, I reckon he'd get the world record on that, which is just mm. over a million, I think. Ooh, yeah. Can't see. It's just... It's an endurance test, really, then, isn't it? It is. It's rinse and repeat, but you've only got those four lives, three normal lives, one extra at 10,000, and that's it. Like Donkey mm. Kong, you don't get any extra lives. It's just one extra life, and that's it. And you just got to be perfect, not lose your bottle, not get anything wrong, keep getting the fuels, and just keep going. Mm. But I love it. I just so love that game. It is, it's, a, it's an old-school classic favourite I'll never get bored of. Yeah, so I'd say... 1942 may one day be overtaken by Scramble or even Time Pilot. I love Time Pilot. I went off Time Pilot a little bit. I used to really, really like it when I thought I was quite good at it. And I need to play it more, perhaps. Yeah, just just have a few more goes. I'll get into it again, I think. I do like Time Pilot. It's a great game. It's great, yeah. But yeah. So sh- shall we leave the rest of these and then talk about them next time? We have, got, we have got quite a few to get through. Oh, yes. Let's have a little bit of light relief for a while and let's have some pleasant music. Yes. That was the music from Sega's Enduro Racer. Well, I hope everyone liked that music. I it did. Was nice. It was yeah. nice, wasn't it? It was lovely. Lovely bit of music. <laughs> Don't have one for them for a while, have we? No. Okay. Let's spin on to... Featured Game Review. Okay, tell me about New Zealand's New Zealand Story. This game, the New Zealand Story. The New Zealand Story. New Zealand story, comma, the, with no space. It's New Zealand, not New Zealand. New Zealand. Why have they done that? Or, or, let me do it, let me do it. Go on. New Zirindu Story. (laughs) Thank God. New New Zirindu Story. Yes, that game is from Taito, 1988. Eight-way stick, two buttons, fire, and the second button is jump or fly powered by three z80 processors at six megahertz and a lovely lovely yamaha sound chip Ooh. resolution resolution is 256 by 224 that is the best resolution 
It's good, a, isn't it? A lot of no, I'm not being I'm not being silly. A lot of games use that res, and it's a good res. <laughs> and the game sounds just like this. So should we talk about the gameplay? Yes. You are a yellow kiwi bird called Tiki who must rescue his kiwi pals and his girlfriend Fifi. Depends which wiki you read, but yeah. I think he's a girl, he has a girlfriend called Fifi who were kidnapped by a dastardly leopard seal or walrus in the console versions on the North Island of New Zealand. Do you know what? Hmm. That is nonsense because kiwis are actually brown and they're endangered. Yeah, that, they're not yeah, fluffy. They're it. hairy. They're really weird-looking things. Well, this is a nice kiwi. Yeah, I like him. I think I like him a lot. Actually, I like the the artwork a lot. Yes, this is a four-way scrolling platform game featuring large maze-like levels. Tiki can shoot his bow and arrow and jump around the levels to find his pals stuck in a cage. Aww. You can use a radar at the bottom left of the screen to find out where this cage is. Mm-hmm. Touch the cage. And you are transported to the next level like magic. Like oh, yeah. some, some crazy Kiwi magic. And the next level is another part of the island. You can also fly on various, well, I'd say like the balloon type vehicles or hovercraft or something. There's and, loads and they, of them, there? Yeah, you've got to keep your finger on the jump button to, to ascend and then you let it go and you descend. If you tap the button, you can sort of float, hover. But when you fall in, when the guy's falling, without a. Oh, well, I see no, what you mean. On, yeah. on, the, on the vehicles, when you, when you commandeer a vehicle, you can tap the button to sort of float along. But the, the vehicles do different things because there's spaceships and, and hovery things and little flying duck thingies you can stand on. It's a bit odd, but cute, funny. Yeah, yeah. You can, uh, what have I said yet? Yeah, these, these craft are stolen from the bad guys. You've got to knock the bad guys off to get on them. You don't even have to shoot the bad guys, you can just shove them off. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Like you don't get killed by when you're doing it, though, which yes. is also also not good. There are various collectibles to be found by killing enemies. These provide power-ups in the form of faster hovercraft, more controllable hovercraft. Little joystick power makes you control a hovercraft really good. Uh-huh. Uh, a faster tiki, stronger bullets, and collecting all the letters in the word extend gives you an extra life. Reminiscent of Bubble Bobble. Yeah. You can die in many, 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 many ways. Many. You missed the many out. Touching spikes on the ground will kill you. Oh, yeah. Touching spikes on the ceiling will kill you. Being shot by enemies will kill you. You can touch the enemies, or rather run through them. Or you can't get touched by a spiky enemy. Yes. Horrible things. This game is big on spikes. Oh, yeah. Taking too long on a level and being caught by an invincible devil bird thing. That if you, it says hurry up, a little tortoise symbol says hurry up, and then a, an, it might be a devil hate beak. Oh, probably is, yeah. Mm. And you can also run out of oxygen on an underwater section, of which there are quite a few. Yeah. Uh, if you complete the level quickly, you get a time bonus, and we're never. I'm never actually sure. It's not a very big bonus, though, is it? Well, sometimes you get yeah. If you complete it really quick, you can get like three or four thousand bonus. That's nothing, though, is it? Really? No, it is in this game. Mm. There is a boss battle at each at the end of each set of rounds. After that, you move on to another area of the island, and that's basically the gameplay. Yeah. 
the bit you said about the the underwater levels, when you jump in some water, your little bird puts on a little diving mask and a little uh, little snorkel. snorkel. It's really <laughs> cute. But that, when I was looking through your the notes earlier, you said it was an eight-way game. I thought, no, it's not. It's a two-way game. Because when you, you run around left and right, it's like bubble bubble. You jump up to a level... But then you've got to fall off the level. You can't go down through the level. You fall off the level to go down. But then I realised when you're underwater, you need to move around in eight directions, don't you? Mm, yeah. well, I, th- I thought, oh, he's got, he's got that wrong. It's two-way, but it is an eight-way game, as you say. Can you, you can also pull down to get off of the hovercraft or the flying That's things. correct, yeah. When you, when you sort of... Because sometimes your, your crafts can't go certain places. You need to jump up the levels without the craft. You can't float up there. And you've got to get mm. off the damn thing to, to get up the other levels. So mm. this game, rather like Bubble Bubble, has got lots of se- secrets in it. And the easiest thing, the, the sort of play mechanic and tips, is you can follow arrows around the maze to find where your friends are hidden in the uh, the cages. Yeah. Also, keep moving when you are in the air because the, the flying attackers, the flying oh. guys, they have perfect aim. If you don't move, you're dead. And they, they they target you straight away. There's no messing yeah. around. They don't just bumble around. They see you and come for you immediately. That's Even if there's a wall game. in the way, they come for you. It's, yeah, we'll get onto that, but flipping hard game, isn't it? Mm, the doors open in the scenery kind of thing. There's like a door opens in the midair, yeah. and a buddy comes out, and he's already shooting. And if you're above that door when it appears, you, you know, a lot of times you're you're dead to death. Yeah, I think, I think those little doorways appear, the little sort of um, gateways appear in the same position. So if you know the game, you can hang around and wait for that to open. You know how many times it opens, how many baddies come out, and you can actually shoot them all. Because when I was watching some videos of expert players, they were hanging around and they knew exactly where to wait to do this sort of thing. There are many warp gates that will take you to other levels or hidden parts of the same level. You, you, you shoot in midair, your arrows stop. Yeah, and it you hits actually, something you, invisible, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's a warp gate. Go through the warp gate and you can skip levels. You can find hidden bonuses, bonus points. You can find letters for your extend extra life thing. But beware of skipping too far ahead into the game if you're rubbish at it like me because you can miss points and you you end up on a much harder level. What are points, Meg? Prizes, lovely. (laughs) So you can can come unstuck like that. Yeah, but I noticed there's there's a secret almost as, as soon as you start the game above you. Mm. You sort of hit a few baddies at the start. You you turn to the left on the top platform, shoot that, and you go into warp gate. And you go up the right-hand side to another warp gate. It takes you somewhere. You get a load of prizes worth about 4,000 points. You drop down, and you're back in the first level again. You just continue where you were. And mm. some of the levels, the warps jump you to a, a, a familiar level later on, but a certain part of you can't normally get to. So there's yep. loads of warps and stuff in it, which I never knew. Because when I went to Chris's two weeks ago to help him with his monitor, I had to do something over there, and he put New Zealand story in. He just showed me quickly where a warp gate was, and I didn't know there was any warp gates in the game. Because I used to play this as a kid on the Amiga and the Spectrum, and I couldn't remember, unless I'm just disremembering, any warp gates. But there's loads in the arcade version. Loads of them. Mm. Dis- disremembering? You mean forgetting? That's the one. I like to use disremembering. <laughs> I disremembered that. Yes, I had a disremembrance. I'm sorry about that. Well, oh, madam. I have to use that at work. I've disremembered to do that work. I'm very sorry. Did you I also think... know... Yes? Tiki, your little yellow fluffy thing, can go yeah. to heaven. 
I have seen the video and never got anywhere near it. I found this like you put in the notes you can go to heaven. I said, What's he on about? And apparently, if you've only got one life left after round 3.1, which I didn't even get to, you don't end the game when you die, but you actually float up to a special stage, and there's different versions of it called heaven, in which you have a chance to escape and continue the game back on earth. If you find the exit and don't get hit by the bad guys, you can drop down out of the exit and you drop down to earth again and you start the level again. You have another chance. But every enemy and yourself has a halo, which I thought was really fun. Mm. I mean, yeah, you just need to get to the exit. And if you get hit by anything in heaven, you die. And I think you lose your last life. That's the game over. But there is different versions of it as well. Yeah, it's quite a clever idea, actually. Really odd, because if you were playing that and didn't realise, oh, it's my last life, and you just get transported somewhere else, it's like, what's going on here? I never knew that. But you've got to get quite far through the game, haven't you? Level 3-1, which I never got to. No chance, man. Nope. I've put the Heaven Levels video in the show notes for people to have a look at. Oh, did you also know about the Naughty Swear cheat code from the Amiga? I think I might have done, but I think I've disremembered it over the it's, years. It's the, the, the thing is, mother in kiwis. Uh, or, yeah. or the nicer version, you just type in fluffy kiwis to get infinite lives. There mm-hmm. were some other cheats on consoles as well, I think, but the arcade hasn't got any cheats because it's just far too flipping hard. Yes, it is. It is. What do you think of the graphics of sound and sound, anyway? I really like it. I really like the game. Totally. Well, untotally. So I'm using made-up words tonight. <laughs> I really like it. It looks really good. The characters are really cool. I like the things where things pop out of the levels. And I like the idea there's loads of secrets and there's little water levels where you you know, turn into a little diver and you can you actually spit water out as well. When, you, when, you, when you're underwater and you've got an air limit and when your air is going down, if you find a bit of air, because there's little sort of pockets of air, you can press fire and you spit water out and you can kill enemies by doing this. Yeah, I saw that. But you yeah. get your you get your your air back up, and you can go diving again, which I think is a really clever little idea. That's really cool. I like the little the pictures in the background of the levels. I like the baddies in it. I like the way the baddies can eat you and stuff, and then you go to different parts of the levels. I like the fact that there's in and out of different levels when you go through the warp gates. The music's really chirpy and really addictive sounding. It's just great, and it just gets on your head, and you know it's in there for the rest of the day. I really, really like it, but I think the game is savagely difficult, even on mm. medium level. I don't know how Chris got on with the hard level, but it's just really difficult from the offset. As soon as you start, things are chasing you, they're on your tail all the time, they can kill you without even... Because sometimes, because the game scrolls in four directions as well, even eight directions, sometimes you, you go in a level and you're on one of the flying things and you go down the level and you realise that there's stuff below you shooting upwards at you. Yeah, them little red guys. Yeah, you don't even know they're there until you you first encounter them, and they'll get you straight away. You'll lose a life, which I think is unfair. Mm. They should at least give you a second before they start firing at you to give you an idea to move out the way quickly. So Mm, the the game is very unfair. I haven't tried it on easy mode, even if there is an easy mode. I don't know. But in the future, in future, with some of these games we choose, we should have a go at them first. And yeah. maybe decide to use the easy level because some of them are savagely difficult. I mean, this game in particular is very, very difficult. I thought, and I got basically nowhere in it. Well, I'd like to have got further in it, and I also don't remember the home versions being this difficult. No, I don't. Maybe it's just because it's an arcade game, you know. But even arcade games, if they were too difficult, people just wouldn't play them because they're too hard. 
I think you've got to learn the levels and it'll take a long time to do. And I think I said to you, I can't be bothered to learn the levels. I just can't. I know exactly what you mean. When you, when you're on a short schedule, like we were as well, because we've just been messing around and get around to playing it. It's, it's like metal slug. The one we Mm. played last time, metal slug X. It's a great game when you just power through it and keep throwing the continues in. When you actually play it properly, it does get fiendishly difficult because you've got to sort of keep an eye on those lives and not lose lives and there's bombs flying around the place and bullets everywhere and guys getting at you and you really have to keep an eye on what's going on and play it properly and concentrate and this game's the same thing I just couldn't I couldn't get the pattern forming in my head I didn't have time to play it and it's the same old thing where you keep getting killed before you get to the first bad guy and you've got to go start again and it's just a pain and it was I really think this game's difficult for the way it looks mm, it looks yeah. like a kid's game And when I was talking to Chris about how he got the PCB, he actually told me a little story how he went to an arcade operator and he took up some machines and the guy said, oh, you don't want that machine there. It's got a kid's game in it. And he looked at it and said, oh, that's Needle and story. And he knew what it was. He was, I'm having that. And this was before the game was even expensive because it's quite an expensive PCB to buy nowadays. And he obviously knew the game, what it was, because he played it on the home versions and loved it. And that's why he bought it. But the guy said, that's a kid's game just because it's cute and fluffy looking. But it really isn't a kid's game, is it? A kid wouldn't play on this for more than a minute. No, you'd have to learn. It's. I think Charlie Farr said, it's, it's, is it suited to arcade, question mark? I think it's one of them that's a better better played on a home console, I think, or yep, at home. I would agree with that, actually, yeah, because I think the, arca- the console versions, they must have been easier because I remember playing this game for quite a while on the Amiga, and it seemed yeah. quite an easy game to play. And I think the Spectrum version, I might have even done it on the Spectrum. I think the home versions were easier. They must have been. Mm. Or you had a save a save game thing or a password system or something. That you More than likely carry. on the home ones, a password system, I'd have thought. Yeah. yeah, quite possibly. So how did us and our listeners do on the scores then? Let's go for the scores. I'll do the scores this time. we got Paul okay. McCaskey at the very bottom, 29,240. Ed Horse playing with his hooves. 33,090. Me only got 45,110. <laughs> that was a rather weak. <laughs> I just, I really tried. I couldn't get any better than that, I'm afraid. Sorry. Uh, Mark Happy Dude, 51,010. Stacey King, 51,950. Stuart at the Time Warp Arcade, 64,460. Carl Perry, 89,380. And we get into the 100k people. Chris CNP, who was playing on hard and then realised he should have been on medium. 119,130. Uh, Chris Mooncrest of Bootleg, 130,770. Ian Cullen, 145,500. Uh, yourself, good sir, 157,690. Well done. Tagster, 333,720. That's a big jump. Mm. Uh, Charlie Farr, he's been at it, 837,150. And I think Charlie Farr, let's give him a quick one of these before we carry on. He asked about point pressing on this game. And I said, point press if you like, mate. You'll probably win anyway. And I think he did. Because mm. you can get quite a good few points out of the monsters, but you don't get a lot of time to point press because of the hurry up. Yeah, so you can, you can do so much before dying. I think he's, I think he's posted on Twitter. He, was a, he said he's 20 seconds away from a 1cc. He must have run out of time. Really? He was getting close. Yeah. I was going to say, what level yeah. did he get to? Uh, I, I five, saw five four. He got to. I saw someone on the video, which we put on the show notes, of someone doing the game, and they did it and only got four hundred and something thousand points. So they weren't getting. I noticed they weren't going for 
all the prizes when you kill the bad guys and all the bonuses. Uh, and I think he's just trying to complete the game. Maybe they were even doing a speed run of it. But yeah, they weren't really going for the bonuses. So yeah, I presume that's quite easily easily got when you get that high up in the game. Uh, but to use some Victorian slang about my score, I shot into the brown on this one. <laughs> yes, I Which basically I means Char- fail. I think Charlie Farr could have a world record there, you know, because I can't find anything on Orcade or Twin Galaxies about really? scores. Yeah, I thought the game would be quite popular because it's very, very popular on the home versions. Mm. Huh. Not unless it's the New Zealand typing in New, Sp- New Space Zealand. I haven't found yeah, you've got to be very specific when you look for those. We'll look later. Yes, cabinet art. There's definitely. It was too a late, wasn't it? There was 1988. I think games from this era are usually released on kit form, PCB, yeah. and maybe a bit of art. And the only thing we found is a New Zealand story marquee. I don't think there was a bezel for it or a control panel. I've seen murky pictures that look like a bezel, but it could just be a different game's bezel. Probably yeah. just a standard stripy one or whatever. But the yeah. New Zealand Story marquee is quite cute. It's on the website as well. I've put a picture of it. It's a really cute little thing. But it doesn't look very Japanese style to me. No. It looks very westernised, doesn't it? Yes, it does. There but is a the- lot of fan art for this game. People have done all sorts of stuff with the Kiwis. And I've put a bit of it on the website to look at. It's really nice looking, some of the fan art. I really, really enjoy it. It's lovely. Mm. Oh, and also, a bit of Triv. Trev. Uh, different versions have got different layouts. So the Japanese ROM set is different to the one we got, for example. Yeah, apparently it starts out easier, the Japanese oh, version. Oh, if we'd known that, we'd have played a Japanese version. Darn it. Yeah, and then it gets oh. harder. But yeah, it starts easier, apparently. Oh, right. We need to sort of look into that a bit closer in the future because we don't want to be playing too hard a game and it ruin it for us. Cause I think this sort of ruined it for me a little bit, being so difficult. Yeah. It would have been nicer to, to get a bit further in the game, because I do like the, the game, and the levels later on look quite fun. But I'll tell you one thing I noticed about it. Did you notice it's a Taito game, and there's a lot of floating around on balloons, and a lot of spiky things, rather like... Bubble Bubble. Crazy Balloon, you fool. Oh. You know how we didn't like Crazy Balloon, because there was that movement with the balloon, and you kept hitting yourself on the spikes? Yes. That's what you do on this game, and it's Taito. Do you think they might have had something to do with it? It could be kind of a, a spiritual... Ten years later as well. Yeah. Mm. Do you want some ten pence trivia as well, Vic? Give me some ten pence trivia. Go on, give me some trivia, uh, Trev. Out of the last four games we've played, yeah. three of them three of them have got secrets. So we've had Solomon's Key. Yes, loads Metal of secrets. Slug, Metal Slug X. Oh, hundreds of secrets. And this, all have got secrets. Tons of secrets. The next one yeah. isn't going to have any secrets. No, well, actually, I've fed up with secrets. Actually, my pick is the next one, and it has got one secret. Is it? I don't want any more fed up of Actually, them. two. Right. I can hear your brain thinking. <laughs> ports, sequels, and legacy for this one. Ports. That was Everything. Ports. The NES, the Amiga, the Commodore 64, the Amstrad CPC, the Atari ST, the Master System, ZX Spectrum, Sega, Mega Drive, PC Engine, FM Jazz, X68000 Virtual Console. And there's also a 2007 sequel released on NDS. I got that in one sentence then. Breath of mean. There was also a 2007 sequel released on the Nintendo DS called New Zealand Story Revolution or New Zealand Story DS in Japan. And apparently you had to get a key first and then open the cages and there was quite a bit of backtracking through the levels, Ooh, okay. which, people di- which people didn't like. No, too used to the arcade version. 
Mm. The standout version for me, as I said earlier, was the Spectrum, which I had, which was it was like a monochrome version, but it was really good. It was really nicely drawn. Obviously, on the Spectrum, didn't really have very good colours. And the Amiga version, which was... I remember being arcade perfect, but back then we were easily pleased. So if it was a bit like the arcade, it would be good enough. Um, I had that one. I cannot remember it being that difficult, though, which is... I must have to. I'll have a look on this, the Amiga version later on and see if I can. If it is any dif- more difficult or easier or whatever. I'm sure it was easier. Mm. It must have been. So, what are your overall thoughts about the game and maybe some improvements if you had a chance to improve the game? Well, I like the fact that you can fire so many bullets. There's hundreds of bullets you can fire on screen at once. I like that. Absolutely. The bombs are really quick, aren't they? You can chuck loads of bombs out when you get a little bomb icon. Mm. I don't like the jumping mechanic. You can. It takes a split second to speed up so you can do these little weak jumps and fall into spike pits. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If you hold the button down, you do a, t- a harder jump. You do a slightly taller jump. Yeah. But I'm talking about jumping horizontally, left and right. You, you yeah. do a small jump if you, don't, if you don't speed up kind of thing. It's just a little, a little delay. Yeah. But it's got me so many times. And... Uh, when you fall as well, you, you sort of fall left and right, and you can press the button to hover down, but it makes hardly any difference. Yeah. And and you you like if you fall if you if you're on a balloon and it gets popped and you're falling and you try and dodge some spikes below, you don't move enough left and right to 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 steer yourself. It's all so. What you're virtually... saying is you fall slowly onto a spike rather than falling quickly onto a spike, but inevitably you'll fall onto a spike. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I, I also this game. I kept thinking to myself, I should like this. This has got everything in it. It's got platforms, bullets, colourful graphics. Yeah, a lot to discover. But I just didn't. I don't think I'll come back to it. I don't think it were great. Yeah, I sort of put off a little bit by it. Um, I'd like to have got further into the game, which was only be be possible for me if it was a bit easier. So the difficulty level really killed it for me. And I think if they got rid of half the spikes there were far too many spikes everywhere to get you mm. if you if you get hit on your balloon it'll pop and give you a chance but usually if you're falling you will fall on said spikes that's popped your balloon mm. and, and and getting an arrow in the head is really horrible as well because you get a lot and of a, them and a boomerang them little guys with the boomerang oh, they're a pain in the backside aren't they but i like i like the fact that it's so cute how it kills you as well yeah he likes is, it's really cute he sort of it's, flaps his little feet and falls off the screen yeah. So everything about the yeah, game so- is really lovely, and I wasn't gnashing my teeth at it, listeners. I quite liked it, but just too flipping hard, which is a shame. I think I'm not annoyed by it. I'm just, I'm not annoyed. I'm disappointed. What I did, what I thought I would do, is put it on Infinite Lives and go through it and see all the levels, and I couldn't get through it. I thought, yeah. oh no, I was going to just watch a YouTube. Yeah, it is that difficult. Yeah, uh, but if you do like New Zealand Story, and a lot of people do. Why not treat yourself to a nice tea or coffee mug from Arcade Mugs? I noticed these when I was looking for pictures of New Zealand story. At www.arcademugs.com. Friends of ours. Brilliant mugs they make. Mm, very nice. As I said, I've put some nice New Zealand story pictures on the website. It seems uh, a massive shame a cabinet, or at least a, a nice art package, wasn't released with the game. Uh, there's so much potential for art with this kind of art style of the game. I really like the whole IP. Just too hard. Yes. I am going to play we- it on, if there is an easy mode on the dip switches, I am going to play the easy mode. Probably tonight, actually. I've got a few things to do tonight, but I'll probably play it tonight, and I will report back. I'll put it on a notes for next time to report back if, if the easy version is any better. 
it would be great if, if he had like a, a little kiwi had a jumping mechanic say like like Rygar where you can change your jump in midair like bubble bubble it, yeah yeah it'd be a lot it'd feel a lot better to me I that think. would be easy to maneuver the little yellow fella around yes right okay we're nearly there uh we haven't got a arcade port or retro game feature this time because i haven't got around to doing it i'm very sorry listeners of you no oh we've just just been like we said we don't know where these couple of weeks are gone they really have disappeared but hopefully i'll be getting around to finishing off a load of bits and bobs have some more time to play next week's game yes so next show's game go on it's my pick and it's going to be a toss-up between Centipede or Phoenix. And because you've now got a trackball and I've got a Centipede arcade machine, let's play... Phoenix! <laughs> Centipede! <laughs> no, I was going to say that. Centipede, everyone. And <laughs> can you tell me the name of the ROM and what kind of lives and extra lives and difficulty settings we're going to be using, young man? Right, this, the default ROM in MAME is Revision 4. I will be playing whatever revisions in my arcade machine. I don't know. And we're going to play. I'm just looking at Mame now. Uh, difficulty easy. There's only easy and hard. I don't think it makes a lot of difference. You know. Not really. It's just three li- hard. Three lives. Bonus yep. life for every twelve thousand. Okay. And that be it. That, uh, that is the standard settings. That and. This is going to be a difficult one for some of our listeners because it's a trackball game. Not everyone's got a trackball. Uh, you can play it with a mouse, and if anyone beats me with a mouse, I should be very annoyed. Well, actually, I think it'd be quite controllable with a mouse, you know, centipede. Yeah, you've got to press the button a bit quicker. I don't think it'd be very good with a mouse. Uh, also, if you want to go to Arcade Club, they've got a nice one there to play. See if you can yes. beat Charlie Fast score. Yes. Someone did already. Ha, 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 ha. Well, you don't know. He'll be back. He'll be back. He's going to win this one. You know, he's going to win it. But... Oh, easily. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But it's a great game, and I want to improve on it, so I'm going to play more games of it, especially now I've got a machine. But my mm. machine's screen is so badly burnt with phosphor burn, I have to play it in the dark, otherwise you can't see anything on the screen. Oh, God. <laughs> the mushrooms are everywhere. I need to put a new screen in it. I need to get a new monitor for it, actually, which I shall do soon. So thanks for listening to us. Thanks for talking to me, Sean. And we will talk to people in about two weeks' time. Yes, thank you, Vic, and thank you, listeners. We will catch you again soon. Goodbye. Cheers. Here's a few bloopers from these idiots. Uh, actually, it's not It's not Pinball Dreams. Hang on, hang on. It might be Pinball Heaven. You daft. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pinball Heaven. Hang on, start again. Do the whole thing again from 15 to 16. What's that noise? Is your fan going on your computer? Yeah. It's quite loud. That's right. That's right. I don't know. I've not got anything else running. What's it doing? It's burning up, baby. Bloody Windows 10, I tell you. Fire. The doo-doo. Fire. (laughs) The doo-doo. Oh, my hat's on fire. (laughs) Right, back to normal. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pence.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pence.arcade and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you. 
for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 